0: For this episode, we'll be talking about The Adverts, Crossing the Red Sea with The Adverts. On the line, I have Rob. Oh, hi there. I've been. Don't be a hero, Scooby-Doo. And I have Kyle. Sup, dudes. Crossing the Red Sea with the Adverts is the debut studio album by the English punk rock band, The Adverts. It was released on the 17th of February, 1978, on the Bright Record label, and the producer was John Leakey. The genre is punk rock, and I'm going to read from the book Garth Cartwright. The adverts were among the most original of first-wave UK bands. They boasted classic punk credentials, discovered playing at the Covent Gardens Roxy Club, signed for the d- debut single to Stiff Records, toured with the dam, barely competent musicianship, and song stuffed with social anger. Lacking an aggressive image, however, they were also the scene's misfits. Fronted by singer T.V. Smith and his bass playing partner, Gail Advert, one of the first female musicians in the punk scene, the band possessed a dynamic sound that mixed thrashing guitars with melodic yearning choruses. Producer John Licky would build on crossing sound. He later produced The Stone Roses and Radiohead. The Adverts built a considerable following across 1977, and their second single, Gary Gilmore's Eyes, garnered much tabloid outrage and a place in the UK top 20. Yet Smith did not deal in simple sensationalism, and his song suggested a rebel with a cause. No time to be 21, one chord wonders, and bored teenagers all served as anthems for the blank generation. Perhaps because of the timing when many taste settlers were decrying punk as dead, Crossing was not a success, gaining lukewarm reviews and only briefly entering the UK top 40. More than 20 years on, now it sounds much fresher, less aggressive, and more soulful than many of its lauded contemporaries. All right, what do we think of the adverts? Crossing the Red Sea with the adverts.
1: Wait, people were saying punk was dead in 1978.
0: Yeah, they were saying Damn, man, six... punk
2: was dead in 76. <laughs> in
0: 1977, the Roxy Club opened for 100 days. And after those 100 days, people are like, punk's over because the club's closed. Basically, you know. A few months in, people were like, "Yeah, this is this was a scene, and now we're done with that scene."
1: But didn't the adverts play the Roxy like nine times in a hundred? Yeah, days?
0: they played a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of bands like that that played over and over again. What do you think of the album? It's fucking awesome. Yeah, really, I it. had no
2: idea that this was a loved thing. This, this is this is right up my fucking alley. I, I love it.
0: Yeah, this. I was wondering when we were going to get to that that quote unquote punk sound that there's a thousand bands in 1970, late seventies that have a very similar shrill guitar harmonies in this sort of tin can, uh, snare drum. Everything just sounds like it's in this like little compressed can. And this is the first one I think we've, we've come across that sounds sounds like that.
2: Yeah. I, I, I get whiffs of Gen X on this. I, I don't think we're going to have any Gen X in this book, uh, whether or not we get any Billy idols uh, up in the air. Uh, but yeah, like it, this, this guy, uh, like I, I didn't really expect this to, uh, this to pop up. Like I, I thought we'd be getting buzzcocks first, or we'd be getting uh damned, but I'm, I'm happy as a clam to know this record. Now it's real, real good.
1: Same. You know, there there's like the old trope of like punk bands not being very good at their instruments. And whether whether or not it's true, uh, but you, you mentioned uh in in, your, in the write-up that you read, uh that the adverts were quote like barely competent at their instruments. I noticed that a little bit when I was listening to it. It didn't bother me. In fact, like sometimes like I find it kind of charming. But I did notice like uh like the the few little guitar leads that there are are pretty rudimentary and also kind of flubbed. Same thing with like any like attempted drum fill or anything. Like that, they're competent enough to keep the song going, but it like the 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 flourishes that they put on it sometimes another band would have done another take maybe. Uh, I was wondering, to my knowledge, I can't remember other if there's another punk band that we've covered in the book that kind of has that other other than like say like uh Richard hell or Sid vicious people that that aren't necessarily masters of their instrument not masters is a strong are word. you saying
0: are you saying sloppy playing you're you trying to think of other how, how this sort of
1: what's well, a, a little
0: it feels very uh put together yeah. No, it, it feels rushed and hurried. Hmm. And but it really doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't. That's. I think that's what's inter- One of the interesting points is that they have enough to say and a sort of an attitude in interesting songs that it doesn't matter if the if the playing is perfection.
1: I like that also whatever shortcomings they may have had musically they they just leaned into it like there was when they were on tour with the damned there was like the the promo like the damned no three chords the adverts no one come here all four chords next friday at the roxy or whatever <laughs> you
0: know? yeah the first song one chord wonders is uh it's pretty talented by the way it-
1: four chords in that song yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great though because that song Uh, it's a little cheeky it's a little too cutesy but at the same time it's it's very much a ramones-esque uh version of just saying hey we're here to play you're not gonna like us we don't care (laughs) and that's
1: speaking of ramones-esque i i I love the count off at the beginning instead of one two three four and say
0: "One core wonders (laughs) 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 yeah we're listening to uh uh, new church right now. That song really stuck out to me. That one in Drowning Men uh, mm-hmm. were two of the best that I hadn't uh, hadn't heard before. I'd always heard um, well, I'd heard One Chord Wonders, and then of course I think everybody had a compilation with Gary Gilmore's Eyes, which wasn't originally on this album, but uh, is obviously their their biggest hit uh, from this period.
1: Do you guys remember? Uh, from Bloomington, uh, do you guys remember Zach Cooper? Sure, bass player yeah. and like the Bikini Spiders and stuff. Uh, a girl that I was dating when I was in college, Zach Cooper used to date, and had made her a really good mixtape <laughs> of like first wave punk and like even even like into my relationship with, with, with this woman. We would listen to that mixtape that he made her all the time. It was fantastic the last two weeks we've been recording these episodes. I've heard songs that I learned on that mixtape that I hadn't really heard since, uh, <laughs> the, uh, from, from Dub Housing, the first track, uh, uh, Para Ubu uh, the Navy, the, mm-hmm. i got these arms and legs. Flip, flip, flop. Yeah, that was on there. And, uh, and, uh, New Day Dawning, uh, on, on the re- reissue of the Adverts album was on there. And, man it's like 20 years ago i listened to that tape all the time and i haven't even th- I-, I didn't even remember who those songs were by because it was a cassette tape you know yeah but like these past two weeks i was like oh from that really cool Zach cooper tape <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, what, that's what we all strive for those mixtapes right yeah <laughs>
2: I uh, think this the, the, this record reminded me a lot of the Lost sounds. I don't know if anyone else got that uh, got that feel off of sure. it. I hear that. Sure, yeah, I hear that.
0: I mean, this goes in all different directions. It goes from uh, X, from Los, the band from Los Angeles. There's all sorts of uh, boy bands, Slaughter and the Dogs, uh, even the Addicts. I got Addicts um, while listening to this. Sure. Yeah. I used to confuse the adverts and the addicts
1: because I didn't know what either of them sound like, but they were both like British punk (laughs) (laughs) bands. They're
0: pretty similar, actually. I mean, obviously, the addicts have a bit more of a stage show and a bit more presentation. They're a little more goth. I feel like adverts present uh, goth just through their playing, have a, a bit of a that a uh, dark edge. And I feel like the adverts really lean into it. Sort of like the, the addicts really addicts. lean into it. Yes. Okay. They, use, they have stage makeup. So you did it too. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, did I?
1: Okay. I, I didn't even know that much about the addicts.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's easy when you see them in concert, you'll know you'll be able to pick the two, um, out.
3: What did you guys think about
0: the song safety and numbers?
1: Man, I liked that one.
3: Yeah, that one I like a lot. It's kind of critical about like, uh, wave at the time and how people kind of categorize it. But the song, it sounds like an evil B-52 song, like stapled to a wiper song.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I love this risky. record so much. Uh, every track. I, the Gary Gilmore's Eyes song. Um, that's all I've ever heard from this band. Uh, and upon me, because you think you hear so many punk records, you know, especially from this era, you think you've kind of heard it all. You know, like I mean, it's punk. You think there's only like a finite number of like permutations and combinations, you know? But um, this thing just rocked me. I I've listened to this album like five or six times.
0: Yeah, they keep it fresh.
3: Yeah, it's uh, some of the songs are just exhilarating. Uh, Drowning Men, Twenty One Bomb Boys, like.
1: If I had to make, if I had to make a critique on this album, it would be that. It seems pretty much, all, the whole thing seems about in the same channel as far as tempo and key, you know, from one song to which, which you know if they if they only if they only know the one chord, it's going to be in the same key. But uh, I, it's like I like every song on it, but when I listen to the album from start to finish, it's like there's not really anything in there to break it up for me. It yeah. just it, like the, the songs kind of start to run together a little bit, even though those songs isolated, I like every one of them.
0: How would you feel about? I mean, what makes that different from a Ramon's album? Probably nothing. Okay. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Uh, I did. Th- we are listening to the Gary Gilmore's Eyes because we got the reissue and everything. I did find it interesting that <clears throat> just background uh he was executed for double murder uh, but he had his eyes donated to science after his execution as they would probably be the only body part usable it was quoted as saying uh so this was obviously imagining getting his eyes getting a you know a killer's eyes and then looking through them is and so
2: it was that the the it's not the dark half, is it? Jeff Fahey. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. Body bags? Movie no, that? not body bags. Body parts. Bugs, yeah. Body parts. <laughs> body parts. Body bags is a different movie. Yeah.
2: Well, so, body, by, by, body bags was that uh, uh, John Carpenter like failed like. Uh, sit, was it like for Showtime where it was going to be like Tales from the Crypt, but with uh, mm-hmm. John Carpenter? Yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Apparently Nike got their slogan from Gary Gilmore his last words yes. in front of the firing squad were just do it.
3: Do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I thought this album had surprisingly, uh, really good lyrics. Did you guys take a look at the lyrics? Yeah, I thought it was on this good record. Too. Um, very clever, very clever.
0: Uh, were there any that stood out to you?
3: Uh, drowning men, uh, the mutant freaks, fantastical knife's edge, unreal or actual. Um, yeah. Johnny, site boys, um, great, just great stuff.
1: So I, I know it's not on the original release of the album, but I only realized I was listening to the wrong version uh, about two minutes before we started recording in the track new day dawning. Does he say, don't be a hero. Scooby doo. No, don't be a hero. Scooby doo. I don't think so. No,
0: maybe says shooby doo. Oh, that's way better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> should we do makes a little more sense
0: Uh yeah this this band is awesome I really wish they would have had a longer career after this well they split up in 1979 and it was actually actually after a accidental death of electrocution by their manager I thought that was so oh. strange
1: oh I saw that yeah Uh,
0: but yeah very short-lived band but very influential obviously Gay advert was a sort of a I don't know what what you would say a proto a lady bassist. Well,
2: it, uh, we just call very, her a bassist
0: if you'd like. She would she was very <laughs> stylish and so she influenced a lot of people probably from X-ray specs to uh Joan Jet and a lot of other She had those
1: panda eyes uh, uh, yeah. which I which which Joan Jet took up as well. Yeah. Looks super Susie. cool.
2: Uh, I, I just mm-hmm. I sent you guys a uh, a photo of her and Lemmy hanging out on the chat.
1: What a yeah, cool a picture! What, what 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 a cool place to be hanging out with Lemmy and, and Gay Advert.
0: I'm just getting lost. I just want to listen to this album. Yeah, man, it's real good.
3: Right.
2: I can't say enough good things about weird dark punk that i didn't know existed like it's it's just really good it's just really yeah, really same. good
1: yeah
3: that's why i texted you guys at like eight o'clock in the morning and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i need to get this i need to get this uncharted
1: ranks of wonder
3: to go to punk rock night and see a band cover this yeah i want i want COVID 19 to be gone
1: yeah i would love to go to a show a show like i wouldn't mind going to a flaming lip show but i want to go to like a a show where i don't also need to be in a human-sized bubble (laughs) i've seen a few different covers here we go of this like the, the cover that's on spotify is different from the cover that's on wikipedia like one of the covers it's got like i'm assuming it's tv smith in like a red shirt with a black tie and then the hmm. other cover i've seen like a like a billboard in front of a office building surrounded by an abstract painting which one's the do you know which one's the original uh the billboard oh yeah mm-hmm. it's i would it, it, that album cover doesn't doesn't grab me I, if I wasn't if I wasn't looking for it, I would flip past it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's I don't know. I think it's interesting. And then the back the back of the if you flip the record over, it's a uh, it's multiple pictures of each one of them. Okay. And it it's very cool. Um, the reissue does have just a picture of a, uh, uh, TV Smith.
1: Is that the one that I would see like on Spotify?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah.
2: I posted about this on the internet uh, earlier today. And uh, uh, my friend Lonnie uh, is does pictures around town when shows are actually happening. But uh, he said that he had the LP when it came out as an import uh, and just about wore it out. But uh, the import didn't have Gary Gilmore's eyes, uh, which is how he knew of them uh, from the song being on a 1977 Dutch import compilation GIF for
1: new wave. Yes. Man, as long as we're on the topic of compilations, so much of the stuff that we've been covering the past few weeks, if there's like a song or two, I know it's from, I picked this one up in the, in the UK of uh, a few years ago. Oh, ah, very nice. Yeah. It's, it's two discs. It's got tons of stuff. And like is the so first many, track, the undertones it is. Yes. That's a fact. Uh, oh yeah! For those of you that aren't on our uh, uh, Zoom meeting, the album is called <laughs> "Teenage Kicks,
3: 1977
1: to 1981: The Music That Changed Everything." It's just, uh, it's oh, it's it's three discs of uh, first wave British punk and new wave. Awesome! And it's good. And all of these bands that we've been covering, at least one of the songs per album is is on that comp. Ooh,
0: that's oh. awesome! <clears throat> Do we have to go around the room? Is there by everybody- Everybody like this album? I like it a lot. Yeah, this is A plus, yeah. man. Hey, it's recommendation. Important listening. Okay, yeah, I think we're all on the positive on this one. This was a, uh, I knew that. I know new Gary Gilmore and you know One chord wonders. I thought that was. I, I didn't know how the album was going to go though. I didn't know how an entire album. So this was a nice surprise for me to dig in and realize. Oh, hey, this band isn't isn't just a they aren't just one chord wonders they're a bit more uh dense
1: don't be a hero (laughs) (laughs) scooby-doo
0: all right next time we'll be talking about big star third sister lovers all right thanks